Mazel tov to all. Before we make the actual siyum, just going to share a few words. That, as we just mentioned, that the one constant, I think, in all of our lives, if we all think back to the last siyum and what happened since then, a lot happened. A lot, a lot happened. There's one thing that all that happened to each and every one of us every single day. Whether we were locked in, whether we were locked out, whether we were in shuls, whether we were out of shuls, whether we were scared to go in, scared to go out, are we going to fly, are we not going to fly, what country are we going to be in, where are we going to be? There was one thing, and I think it brought a new appreciation to Dafyaini. And everyone says how Dafyaini is, you know, such an obligation, how it's every single day. But I think now we really appreciate that. I think now we really appreciate that in that it's really every single day and there's no option for missing a day. So I'd like to begin by sharing a story. There were two friends, Aaron and Menachem. They say it's a real story, and as every story goes, we hope there's some validity to it. There are two friends, Aaron and Menachem, and they grew up together, childhood friends. And childhood friends, good friends, close friends, friends that did everything together, the ones we know, you know, there's always that click. This one's riding the bike, you always know the other one's right behind. This one's going to this school, you know that one's going to go to the same school. This one's going to this high school, he's going to follow suit. And literally, they grew up hand in hand, best of friends. And they grew up, and they got married. And Menachem got married to a family, and he settled to learn. And he had a family that was going to support him. And he said, and he learned. And of course, as unfortunately goes sometimes, after a few years, the business wasn't doing so well. And the support, unfortunately, started to dwindle. And Menachem had a, had a good business mind. So he, he offered, should I help out in the business? I know I'm supposed to be learning, but unfortunately it's not going so well. So let me help out in the business. So they took him up on the offer. And half a day he would learn, and half a day he was helping in the business. And sure be it, within a few weeks, he revived the business. And he brought it back. And now there was money again, but as also sometimes happens, once he was pulled away, and once he was working, to go back to full-time learning wasn't so possible. His good friend Aaron, meanwhile, also got married. And Aaron got married to a family that had a yeshiva, had a shul, and Aaron very quickly became a rebbe in the yeshiva. And as his friend Menachem slowly drifted, Aaron was a Rebbe, so he was sitting there and learning. And after Menachem was completely involved in the business, he realized, wait, my good friend, Aaron. I think I might have mixed up the names. I hope I didn't. What about my good friend, Aaron? Let me call him up. Maybe he'll learn with me. Now I'm a businessman. I would love to learn with my old friends. So he calls up Aaron. Aaron's a Rebbe. And he says, Aaron, how you doing? They catch up a little bit. Aaron says he's a Rebbe. Menachem says he's working. And Menachem says to Aaron, you think we could learn a little bit? And this story goes back 400 years to Istanbul. And his friend says, of course we could learn. What would be better? And Aaron the Rebbe and Menachem the businessman begin to learn. And they don't just begin to learn. Very quickly, their little learning grew and grew, and they were learning for four hours every single day, from 6 o'clock at night to 10 o'clock at night. And as much as Menachem was a successful businessman, and Aaron was a Rebbe, they learned, they connected, and that became their life. 
And once again, it was best friends reuniting. And there wasn't a day that went by that they sat and they learned together. And they had children and they had, their children got married and through simchas and through bad health and through all situations, Aaron and Menachem, the best friends now, learning every single day, would learn with each other. As they reached 80 years old, Aaron and Menachem realized, we're getting old. And each one couldn't fathom living without the other. So they decided they're going to make a pact that whichever one is nifter first has to come down and tell his friend what's going on upstairs. They shook on it. And a few years passed. And close to when they were 90 years old, Menachem, the businessman, comes to learn with his friend Aaron one night. They learned, as always, he goes home, he goes to sleep, and he doesn't wake up in the morning. And Aaron is beside himself. He lost his best friend. He lost his chavrusa. Shiva goes by a week, two. As the shleishim is nearing, Aaron is sitting and learning his Gemara one night in the shul by himself, no longer a chavrusa. And unfortunately, when you learn yourself what happens, you start dozing. So he starts dozing off. And he dozes off, close to 90 years old. And as he dozes off, he quickly sees his friend Menachem right in front of him, smiling like he always was, glowing. And Aaron just listens as Menachem tells him, when I was nifter, I came up to Shemayim and they told me, I know you have this deal, but we can't really let you go down and tell someone on earth what goes on in heaven. It's not part of the rule book. But you made a pact, you shook on it, so we're going to let you tell your good friend Aaron at least what happens to you. And then he's whisked away for the ultimate judgment. And he's standing there, and a big loud voice bellows out, if anyone has anything to say about Menachem, come forth, and the Malachim come streaming forth. First come the good Malachim, then come the Malachi Chavala, the destructive Malachim, and one by one, each Malach gives testimony. Each angel says over exactly about this person, Menachem, tells over a story, tells over a deed, tells over a mitzvah, tells over an Aveiro. And his entire family and friends that were nifter prior are all there watching as he is on trial. And he tells his friend, as they start saying my Averis in graphic and gory detail, the, the, the pain and the, the, the busha and the embarrassment that all my family and friends are listening to everything I did wrong was, was incredible. And one after another, and it seemed like it was never ending. There was the stream of Malachim just saying over Avira after Avira. And he tells his friend, ah, I was shaking and I, I thought it was over. And then all of a sudden, a tremendous wall shoots down from heaven. Well, they're in heaven. Shoots down into heaven. And then I'm whisked away. And a big loud voice yells out, Innocent! And I'm whisked away to Gan Eden. And on the way, one of the Malachim tells me that wall, that wall was kvius, was every single day, never missing a day of learning. Each day that you went and sat with your friend, whether you were sick, whether it was raining, whether it was cold, whether you had a simcha, whether you were tired, every single day you showed up, those were the bricks that built that wall that saved you. And that's the reason why you're going to go straight to Gan Eden. And he tells his friend, I wasn't allowed to tell you anything else, 
but I was told that I could tell you this and you could tell this to everyone, that that is the power of commitment, of never missing a day. Those are the wonderful bricks that were built and that saved me. And as soon as he came, Menachem disappears, Aaron wakes up, and that's how we have this story today. And I don't have to explain that if this used to be a story that could talk to the Dafyemi, after going through, and Mesech Shabbos, I think it will in all our minds be special. The Mesech that we began here, and we learned a little bit on this train, a little bit on that plane, a little bit in this quarantine, a little bit in this house, a little bit there, every single day. Those are the bricks that we build every day when we learn. And in truth, the Sifse Chayim explains that this is also a way to explain Melacha on Shabbos. We all just finished Shabbos. And we many times had the drush of Lissasek or Melacha that we learned out that what are all the Melachas we're not allowed to do on Shabbos. All the actions are learned out from what was done in the Mish- Mishkan. Why? Mishkan was special. Correct. But why? Why? Because something was done in the Mishkan. So explains the Sifzei Chayim. The reason is the Mishkan was a house that was a one-in-a-kind building that was never and will never happen again. Why? Normally when we build, we take raw materials, we put them together, and we build something else. Yesh me yesh. We take two sticks, take a board, we build a table. We take foundation, cement, more bricks, stones, wood if you're in America, more concrete if you're in Eretz Yisrael, and you build a house. You take raw material, you build it with more raw material, and you're ended up with a combination of your house. The Mishkan wasn't that way. Because the Mishkan was a building that was similar to the creation of the world. When Hashem created the world, Hashem did not take raw materials to create the world. There were no raw materials. Hashem took spirituality, Hashem took Kedusha, Ruchnius, and through that, during the seven days of creation, built the world from nothing. That was Yeshmi Ayin. That was something from nothing. The Mishkan was the same way. The Mishkan was, they took raw materials and they built spirituality. They took raw materials and they were able to make a house that held God. They made something that the Shekhinah was there. A Mizbeach, that there was a fire that never moved. That was taking raw material and making spirituality out of it. That's the reason, says the Sif Seichayim, that we learn now from there specifically what is Malacha. And as we all saw, I think it was yesterday's daf, the Malacha doesn't have to be something that actually requires work and exertion at all. Mefer Nadarim we learned. You annul a vow. You're not allowed to do that on Shabbos. What malacha? I didn't do anything. I just said a few words. Because whatever Chazal dictated, based on their limudim from the Mishkan, that is what malacha is. And I think as we all learn through Shabbos, I think we all are Shabbosites. We're in some level tasted. We felt this Kedusha that is created from physicality. We felt like that Mishkan, that they took the bricks and the stones and the Krushim and the boards, and they built something spiritual, as we learn through Shabbos, our physical body sitting there and learning and listening, we touched at some level that spirituality of the Mishkan, of the Kedusha, of the Shabbos. And we could really appreciate how such a commitment could build those bricks in heaven every single day. And let's conclude with the final 
we'll call it a proof that the Sifzei Chaim brings, just because it really brings out the point. He says the Kiar, the wash basin, was built from the mirrors. What's a mirror? A mirror is the perfect example of physicality. A mirror is something that you make sure you look good. A mirror is something that could bring out desires and lust and Yitzhahara. They took those mirrors, they built a kier, built a wash basin, and now the water that came out of there was holy, was able to take the Kayhanim's hands and elevate them, that they're able to now work in the Mishkan, work in the Beis HaMikdash. That is taking the physicality and building spirituality. And I think that is something that we all, at some level, touched through our journey through Shabbos, and we can understand how we're building these bricks, and it doesn't sound like some crazy story. We could really appreciate it, because, you know, I'm sure there's, many, there's been many a challenge that as it was being returned was, wait, what? I could, I can't. Wait, could I put the salt in? Was it? It was pre-cooked salt. It wasn't pre- What's pre-cooked salt? No, it was Bishal. It wasn't Bishal. I'm a lot, wait, there's an issue putting a, a, a making a temporary canopy on Shabbos? What's the issue? I, I could do it, I can't do it, wait, that was a Gemara. And whether we remember on the split second what to do, but at every level, it brought our Shabbos, it made our houses into that Mikdash Ma'at that it's supposed to be. And it made our Shabbos tables, and it made so much of our lives. And many people have shared this, and I'm sure it's true by everyone. And whether we speak it out, or whether it's in the back of our brain, it doesn't make a difference. But we at some level connect the physicality, connect the, the Gashmias, connect the eating and drinking on Shabbos to the Ruchmias, to the Gemara that we learned. And with that, Amir Tashem, we'll end with the bracha. The bracha is, they say that it gets more difficult. That's what they say. That's what they say. Everyone's heard it. Everyone's heard it. It's, it's you know, knocked off many of people just the thought of Erevin, which I try to make mention as we learn through Shabbos. We, we like, you know, they snuck Erevin into Shabbos. I, my theory is that the, you know, so don't be scared. You already did it. We already like snuck it in and it was harder if you think about it. Because when they snuck in all these concepts to the Shabbos, we didn't have the Gemara in front of us. So then we had to start speaking out. So in Gemara, Irvin, it has a whole discussion. Let's give you a quick snap shot and then let's learn the Gemara in Shabbos. When you learn the Gemara in Irvin, it's all there in front of you. So I know they say it's more difficult. But one thing for sure is not going to be more difficult and I guess that's our, that's our tefillah that we'll end with. That regardless how difficult the world we live in was, is, and will be. Whether they're second wave, a third wave, they're closing, they're opening. I think we could all rest assured that if we got to here, we're going to move further. Most people have to wait to the Sima Shas, have to wait up to seven and a half years, then they can look back and they can pinpoint, oh, that, that Mesechta was a difficult one. We didn't have to wait so far. We had to test right at the beginning. And when you get, then you break through and you pass right away, then you know with certainty that you'll be able to continue, able to get through Irvin, able to continue Amir Tashem, our tefillah, and the hope is that we all should have the schos to continue learning together. I consider it, and the utmost schos, as I, I think I respond to almost every email, I always throw in that line, and it is a schos, because it's what pushes me every single day. What pushes me for a little more clarity, a little more, a little bit better. Because I know that there's someone listening. And when I get that email saying, you made a mistake, so some people say, oh, no, that's great. Okay, I made a mistake. That's good. Now we can work a little bit harder and it's going to push me a little bit more. And hopefully it did. And I hope that those who in the beginning pointed out mistakes didn't give up on us. I hope they're still here together learning with us. And with that, let's continue. And someone else was supposed to make the see him, but unfortunately, he's not here. So I will... uh,
I will continue by making the siyum, and then we'll continue with the program. So again, we're just going to end with the bracha. The bracha is that just like we made it to here today, just like you all made it to there to the computer, the next siyum and Erevin, as you all could see on the cars in front of you, is in a few short months. Kislev. Vav Kislev. The hope isn't that on Vav Kislev the world will be open and we'll be able to all celebrate together in America. That's not the hope. The hope is that you'll all be here, that everyone will be here. They won't need the flights. The eagles will work perfectly well. How we'll fit everyone into the hair, it's pretty big, but I don't know. A few hundred people in here. I guess there'll be no social distancing then. Like the base Amigdash, it expands. And in Mirza Hashem, that's how we'll be able to celebrate in the Irvin and continue learning together.